Nos fins de semana de verão, milhares de galhocas saem de suas casas nos mais distantes subúrbios em busca de um lazer. So our next film is Censor, which is a Sundance film that we checked out this past year. And we haven't rewatched it, so I don't know if we'll have too much to say about it, but we did want to bring it up since it is now hitting release. This is a British horror film that stars Prano Bailey, or was directed by Prano Bailey Bond. It was written by Anthony Fletcher. And it stars Neem Algar, who we remember from The Last Rites. She was also one of the main character in Raised by Wolves, and she had like a little bit of a role in Wrath of Man. Uh, she plays a character named Enid, Enid who watches these uh, video nasties. It was this thing like in the 1980s where directors were really like pushing the limits of like what you could put on like VHS. Uh, just like really gross movies, like very gory, just stuff that is just like super messed up <laughs> and yeah. it's, heavy, it's a very very unique time of film I'll put yeah it, heavy put exploitation way. era for especially yeah. horror yeah our main character enid is a film censor and the one of the one of the most interesting things about this movie i think is just kind of like showing what that's like in this time period you know like the people who have to like watch these movies day in day out and they have to give these films a rating and they have to be like okay you can't you can't actually put this on vhs it can't be in like a rental store unless you take this scene out or you you change this about the movie because there's this uh, danger, there's this like sense that, or like a, I, I guess kind of like a, a, a night, uh, what's the word? Um, night crawler kind of exploitation thing there where like people will see these films and then replicate what they see on screen, right? Where like the violence, like there's like media reports or media sensation, sensationalism, where people are like, oh, you know, this guy watched this video nasty and then he murdered his whole family. It's like stuff like that. And the movie's sort of like about blurring the lines between what's real, what's fiction, what's a film. And its main character is a censor who is just like constantly filling her head with this stuff. And it all sort of like, I think my issue with the movie is like, it's too black and white i think on that because it's sort of proving it's proving that these video nasties were doing that in a very explicit way because enid as she's watching these films starts to like lose sense of what's real she starts there's this whole thing where her sister uh disappeared at one point when they were kids and she's sort of like blurring that with these films she's seeing she eventually believes that this director is responsible for something and then i don't know the movies last like 30 minutes are very weird and abstract and i respect this movie i respect its atmosphere its film aesthetic what it's trying to say in a very general sense but i think its execution is really sloppy and it's odd because I, I really wanted to like this more. I think that it's solid. And I think that like anybody who's a fan of video nasties and like film history and they're interested in like the, this time period and they like horror films. This is an easy watch. I mean, an easy recommend, I should say. And it's got aspects of Videodrome that are really fun. And like, you know, there, there's all kinds of things in here. People can grasp onto you if they like that aesthetic, but everybody else, if you don't like that sort of thing, uh, I wouldn't bother with this. Yeah, I mean, I guess similar to you uh, uh, and similar to Holler, as we were discussing earlier, um, I was pretty with it for the first half or so. Um, I really liked the period designs of it, the like the way that's nostalgic without being like cumbersomely nostalgic in a way that's like 
uh, it's able to kind of focus on the character and this this work environment that we rarely ever see in films. I really love the look of the film. I, I'm trying to remember, was it shot on like 16 or 35 millimeter, or did it Probably just kind of look like 16. it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but I thought it looked great, and I did really like the lead performance here. I just think the thing that doesn't quite work is the script, which, as you're suggesting, rather ironically is kind of restricted to this sort of like moralistic point of view that isn't really as inquisitive or as intriguing as it should be given the material and the fact that it has this kind of like heady conversation about the the moral virtues of uh, these uh, films and if they have a negative impact on cinema and society as a whole i felt like there was more room for an interesting conversation to be had but the movie itself kind of it goes in this weird and I guess somewhat understandable exploitation-esque direction towards the end where it is like trying to uh, mirror the aesthetics of like something that's a little bit more avant-garde and a little bit more uh, subversive. But weirdly, those film those moments feel oddly kind of tame and just don't really have the bite of the earlier moments, which are a lot more uh, uh, a little bit toxic, I guess, or in a, in a good way. Like they're, they're asking some kind of tough questions. They're, they're exploring some really kind of messed up territory in a way that, you know, is evocative of uh video drum. And, and clearly that's also the case of the end of the film, but just, I just don't think it has that, that balance in a way that is uh, truly effective. It just feels like it's a close, but no cigar film. But one, I ultimately, like I said before, I like the beginning of the film enough that I think I would recommend it, but it just feels like a lighter recommendation that I would give it compared to how I was feeling towards the beginning of the film. Yeah, that I'm I'm exactly where you're at. And I will say that I've my estimation of it has probably grown since I've seen it. And I kind of went from being like, I think because this came in like in the middle of Sundance, you know, and I it was one of the first Sundance films I saw. So I guess not the middle, but uh, in terms of like because we also had the screeners. I just remember really not being taken with it and I was pretty harsh on it initially. I think I gave it like a two and a half stars, but I, I think I'm, I'm leaning more toward like three stars, honestly. And, uh, so more of like a B minus. I, I just think that I do want to appreciate what this movie gets right, which is the sort of like attention to the time period, the details, you know, not just Cronenberg, but also, you know, Argento and, and Brian De Palma, you know, and just like feeling like such a, great tribute to those directors and just like a time when video nasties like I don't, there's like a scene here for example where they're in a rental store and she kind of goes up and like there's like the forbidden section right you know where you have to kind of like talk your way to getting a film that isn't allowed to be out there i know there's like there's like fun little moments like that that made me a little nostalgic you know without kind of to what you're saying it wasn't cumbersome about it like i didn't feel like the film was like hitting me over the head with that sort of like aesthetic. And I really got to give it to Nia Malga. I really like this actress. I think that she just, she has like such an understated energy to her performances. Like I don't, sometimes I just watch her and I don't see her as like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see like her other performances at all. She just kind of like disappears into the role, which I know a very stereotypical thing to say for a film critic. But I mean, I think sure. that she definitely has that gift. Yeah, she is an actress, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes, she's good at it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying. She's to say. good at acting. Yes, <laughs> she's good at acting. I, I, yeah, I, I think that. I, I to be more specific, I think there are actors who disappear into their roles, but almost too much. Like Sienna Miller. Uh, there's this ongoing thing where, like, I I don't know what Sienna Miller looks like. I've seen so many movies with Sienna Miller in it, but I could be watching a movie and I won't know it's her until the credits. 
even though I've seen like 10, 20 films from her. Sure. That's how I feel about uh, Andrea Rosenborough or um, what's her name from oh, Possessor? Def- no. Yeah. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. You, where you, you can't? I always feel like she looks like different every film. She looks different, but I know it's her. That's what I'm saying about okay. Name Auger. Like they, she, they, they're actors who look different, but you know, it's them. That's kind of what I'm trying to say inelegantly. Yeah. yeah well, that's why I think we're on the same page then with Andrea okay. Rosenberg. I think. I don't know. Well, I, I thought you were saying Andrea Rosenberg it is like kind of like a uh, Sienna Miller where you don't know it's her and like, definitely not. Well, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the film. Like sometimes I'll forget it's her just cause like, I mean, she looks different. She does a different energy for each performance. But I think in recent okay. years, now I'm kind of getting that that vibe that you're talking about. What what I'm more saying about Sienna Miller is that it's not that I forget it's Sienna Miller. It's that I don't know it's her in the first place. Okay. So like she's in the movie, I see her and I'm like, who's that? And then I see in the credits, oh, it's Sienna Miller. I had no idea. Okay, I guess yeah, I guess we just disagree then on uh, Serena or Sienna Miller. What's her name? Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller. Yeah. I guess I guess we disagree. I don't know. I don't know because I never really like forget it's her. I don't know. This I don't, a weird I don't, conversation. <laughs> sure. I don't know where we're going with this, but uh, <laughs> censor. <laughs> yes, it's a stylish, vintage horror film, and I think that it's uh, it's it's for a certain type of film fan. I'm going to give it a B minus, just because a very very low B minus, because I think what it actually is trying to be for a certain type of audience is satisfying. Unfortunately, yeah, the the last scene, the third act, it's not great. But I think that you'll still have a bloody good time up until that part. And uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a really, really, really soft recommendation for that kind of horror fan because you know who you are if you like those kinds of films. And uh, I would it'd be sad if you missed this because I could see people really, really liking this purely because they get so much of like the the squishy Cronenberg stuff that they like about his filmography. So, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, for I would say two thirds of film, I was like in B, maybe even B plus territory because I was really liking everything that you were praising. I felt it was really interesting, it had a unique point of view. But then, while it never loses entertainment value, there is like a kind of like finger wagging quality to the the last act of the film that I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I saw it. It just didn't. It felt like the wrong way to lead the film. It just it left a sort of like bitter aftertaste that. That ultimately gave me a little bit more of a negative perception of film once I had finished it in a way that I found disappointing because it was just like everything about leading up to it was pretty good. And it was able to avoid such a kind of like simplistic moral view of this uh, this material that I was really engaged with it. I I thought I was doing a lot of things right. And I I was uh, won over by the direction and stuff like that. But I just don't think it sticks that landing in a way that uh, it just it does bring it down a little bit. Not enough to where I think it, it tampers a film or it becomes a bad film, but uh, similar to Holler, it just feels like it just kind of like the, the lead comes out of the balloon a little bit and it just is like, oh, well, you, you had something better here. It just didn't uh, quite find that, that landing that you were hoping for, but ultimately a decent rental if you can find it. All right. Well, that is Censor. Yeah, we weren't the biggest fans, but you can catch it right now. Um, I believe it is in limited release and, uh, I think it's going to be on VOD next week. So you can check that out. It's coming out from magnet releasing and it's just 84 minutes long. It's a quick watch. So if you don't like it, it's not like you'll be stuck with it for too long. 
Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.